Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. All right, get your tissues ready. It is a tough episode, and it's a little bit of a deviation from our normally scheduled programming. You all know, usually on this podcast, it's about comedy, it's about documentaries, it's about crazy guests from reality show stars to life rebels. But today, we, and this is this is like a serious conversation in between, but a mother, Julie, is on the show. She lost her son um, about one year ago named Tyler, 19 years old. Um, kind of to an accidental drug overdose. So you guys know this is the third year in a row this month. I partner so in September. I partner with actonaddictionnow.org. They are located in Virginia, but they service nationwide because a lot of their programs are online completely free. Unbelievable program funded by a private family um, who wants to help those going through addiction and their loved ones. So actonaddictionnow.org starting September 27th, they've got an online course going on virtually. Uh, to help you if you're dealing with addiction or a loved one is. And that's just the start. They offer so much more treatment, therapy, inpatient, outpatient programs. Actonaddictionnow.org. So through that, I learned about Julie. Julie is an incredible mom who's here today to talk about kind of signs that maybe you have an addiction, your brother, your sister, your child, a loved one, a coworker. 
been there, you know, seen coworkers, family go through it. So difficult. But the scary part now is if your family or loved one is using prescription pills or if they're using other drugs, it's being laced with fentanyl. And that is, it's such a deadly synthetic drug and people don't even know it. Unless you're testing your drugs, you have no idea, which is sort of where Julie and Tyler's story begins. So get your tissues ready. You guys know I cry. I mean, honest to God, like if it snows, you know, in October, I cry. So it's a very difficult episode, but it's a really important one. And if you know somebody, a family member, a friend struggling with substance use disorder, or you're wondering, where do I start? I'm worried about a coworker. Share this podcast episode and let them know about actonaddictionnow.org. So Julie, tell me, tell me about Tyler and what he was like and just, you know, his story. Gladly. So first of all, thank you. I'm, um, I, I am excited to be here. I, I've known for a long time that this is what I want to do. I need to help other people not to have the same outcome that we had. Um, but you'll have to bear with me. In oh. case I, in case I, See, you yeah. told me, I told you I was going to cry too. It's so, it's so, it's, you know, it's so, so hard. Yeah. So, but, but thank you. I, I, I really want to tell the story. Um, I love to talk about my beautiful boy. So Tyler, um, if you asked almost anybody uh, to describe Tyler, the first thing out of most people's mouths are, he's the smartest person I've ever met. And it's true. He's super gifted, um, literally certified as a genius. Um, wow. We've got, you know, a lot of, he had to go through a lot of testing throughout all the process that, you know, when we were getting his help and things like that. And so he was certified um, genius. However, with that comes really high anxiety. I don't know that it's always the case, but it's common. And in Tyler's case, that that came with, um, you know, a very high level of anxiety. Um, he used to get help, you know, kind of help that anxiety, help slow that brain down the way he would describe it to me um, by doing uh, nonstop math. So he was a whiz at math and he literally would pull all-nighters. Um, you know, next morning he's still working on these math formulas, never of which I understood any of. So <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get a thing beyond, you know, 10 plus four. So yeah, yeah, it sounds. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what he was, you know, what all this meant, but he books and notebooks of this stuff. Um, you know, by the time he was a sophomore in high school, he was already done with all the math they had to offer. So he had to drive to college. And then by the time high school was over, he was already done with all of college math. So just an absolute whiz kid as, you know, his brain was like nonstop. He also would do things like um, learn instruments. He could play, um, you name it, quite a few instruments just by ear. He just picked it up and his favorite thing would be to hear songs, popular songs on the radio, you know, that that his friends liked and within a day or two he could figure it out and next thing you know he's jamming on the keyboard playing this great song that you know everybody wow. likes um and and then i would be i would be not telling the full story if i didn't actually get into the i'll call it mischief uh of Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so um he was very mischievous um always curious always getting into things so he was actually a chemical engineering major in in college and so he did things like figure out how to make a bomb out of ho household items as a fun way to pass time. <laughs> and he, and he joked around nonstop oh at, at his service. We actually played um, quite a few of his best, most hilarious YouTube and TikTok videos. Uh, I mean, it's just 
you know, to celebrate who the totality of, of who Tyler was. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's how I would describe Tyler. Okay. Sounds like Tyler, incredibly gifted, you know, a lot going on. And I mean, someone with that much intelligence and energy and mind working to your point, uh, anxiety was a huge thing for him. Definitely. So Julie, tell people how did then addiction, and I'm sure probably the addiction started to kind of try to manage, right? That incredible anxiety. And I'm sure with a brain like that, just trying to turn it off for a while is very difficult. Exactly. And the one time I think he heard, he described it best to me was he was caught what they call cheeking medic. So he was getting help at one point in time. And, um, for actually for a year and a half, he was in a in a residential place that had um, helped with the mental health aspect of it and also the addiction piece of it. And he got caught cheeking. And what that means is you're not swallowing your pill. You're supposed to, you know, he was on medication to help his anxiety. And he is a chemical engineer, so he knew everything about every chemical, and he knew it wasn't strong enough for what he to to really make a difference in his brain and to to calm it down. And so he said to me, this is, the, I think, the time I understood it the most from his perspective, is he said, Mom, I could take this every day and feel zero, zero difference. I feel exactly like I feel, which mm-hmm. is high anxiety. Or I could take them every three days and feel normal for one day like you. Whew, broke my heart. Yeah. Um, to feel normal like me. So, um, you know, oftentimes people ask me, when did you know there was a problem? And, you know, that's a really hard question, um, harder than anybody might think. Okay. You know, and the reason I would say that is, you know, define problem, right? Um, you know, is it when you learn that your child tried alcohol for the first time? Um, I don't know. Is it when you learn that he was caught at school with somebody who had marijuana uh, and he was adamant that it had not been his and he had not been using it? Or was it when you catch him stealing an expired prescription from a relative? You know, at, at first, as you're as you're raising children, um, you you wonder when it starts happening. Well, this is just normal, you know, going from childhood to adulthood. You know, people try things and they experiment, and so you you get into this phase of thinking, though, well, this is just normal. I need to help them out of it and make sure this doesn't become a problem. Um, but I think for Tyler, we became aware of just how serious it was when he was at actually at a um, group therapy session without adults, so without parents. So it was just kids and the counselors. And after that session, they the counselors called us um, in and said, we need to talk to you because we think Tyler might be what they called passively suicidal. And what that means is he absolutely had no intention of hurting or harming himself because partly because he thought his genius brain could prevent anything like that happening because right. he was he thought he was smarter than getting into any trouble because he knows about all the chemicals he knows what can be mixed with what he knows all of that so he had a false sense of comfort that he he just had no fear that he would ever accidentally get himself into trouble which is precisely what happened in the end so and what what did it start? Did it start with alcohol and marijuana, and then um, Tyler took pills or cocaine or uh, you know drugs or probably a combo of things? I, I'm assuming a lot of people I know with addiction, you know, it's usually yeah. a whole bunch of things. You know, maybe alcohol ends up being their sticking point. But was there one thing, or it was just a combination of things? 
Yeah, I, you know, very honestly, because Tyler was so young, um, it he was not really addicted to any one thing. Mm. He would take, he would get, he would, he would find what he could get, is what I would say. So it didn't matter. It didn't matter if it happened to be alcohol that he could get his hands on for some reason, or, you know, maybe a buddy had marijuana that he could have, or, you know, and, and it got to the reality of how bad it gets. And again, this is really about a person. It's not an, an addict to a single substance. It's a person who's trying to slow this brain down. And so I think um, it gets really scary when a couple of instances he would try to, you know, get high off a household item, you know, and you hear about things like that. Um, you know, some mouthwashes have alcohol in them and, you know, you can't even fathom that your child would actually go to that level, you know, to, to calm their brain down. You just don't understand the magnitude of what this grip of addiction um, and the anxiety together can do. I think, you know, most people who don't have an addiction problem can, you know, doctors will prescribe, um, you know, either a Xanax or um, a Percocet, you know, to, to kind of calm that anxiety down, which is actually what would make him in his own mind feel the best. But of course, because he was addicted, you know, they couldn't prescribe that to him. So that is really the, the issue for people like Tyler. It's not as much about it's this certain drug that I'm addicted to and it got harder and harder. You know, the drugs get more serious. It wasn't like that for Tyler. It was whatever I could happen to get my hands on because he was young and he was restricted from everything. So it's hard to get things. That's why you start to all of a sudden go to things like household items that can, that can do that. And Julie, how old was Tyler when he passed away? 19. So he was 19. He had been sober for just to give people some context. He'd been sober for a while kind yeah. of had a relapse and I'm assuming, you know, whatever combination of drugs essentially overdosed um, and passed away. Right. That was. Yeah. The, the, well, here's the, the story. Um, it's just tragic because of, of the reality of what's happening in our world. That's the part I want to get out the most is um, it only had partly to do with Tyler. Um, partly it was out of his control, which everybody needs to know about again, because it's so dangerous right now. So, Tyler um, did get help. We for a year and a half, he was in um, a couple of different residential, really, really great programs. Unfortunately, they're super expensive, and so that's one of my missions is to help people that can't afford this kind of help to be helped because it's not it's not right that just because you have money you're able to get this help. So that's what um, I'm raising. I'm, I've at Tyler's service, we raised money uh, for a fund to be able to do that. And that's how Inova got involved, which we can get into in a minute. But, I know. Yes. That's what I'm grateful for about ACT. But go on, go on. Yeah. So, so he um, got sober. He um, graduated from the program. He was super excited. About, oh, all the, all the while he continued. I said he was, you know, so gifted. He was way ahead in math. So he continued all his classes online. He graduated at his home high school on time with honors, National Honor Society. So, I mean, couldn't have been prouder of, you know, this child for getting through all his demons, managing somehow to get through it, to be sober and to have, you know, again, graduated with, with honors. He did it all. He went back to his school. He graduated, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, Tyler's back. And it was just, it felt like such a new beginning. And 
that's the tragedy of it all. Um, it was in the beginning. And so Tyler was super, super motivated to go back or to go to college. So he went to University of Illinois at Chicago, um, went for his freshman year in chemical engineering, started in junior level classes because he was so far advanced, you know, in the math and in the sciences. And so um, he came home early for COVID like everybody else in March of 2020. And then um, was home with us. Of course, as a parent, you feel like you have this false sense of security. Now that my, you know, my my boy is home under my roof, I, you know, I just feel like more in control. I can watch him. I can make sure everything's okay. Because you don't know. They go to college, and you know, you, you're hoping and you're praying and you're talking to him every single day. Totally, he sounds, <sighs> he sounds good. And yeah, you, want, yeah. You, know, you just want to believe. And so, um, so then he, and he, when he came home, he, um, you know, finished his, his freshman year, he took a summer class and then he had, had a job. So on all fronts on paper, you would say, you know, the kid's doing great. And this is exactly what you've you know been hoping for. Um, the summertime, uh, it, it actually was five days before he was supposed to go back for his sophomore year. Um, I talked to him. The night before, um, it was like midnight or so, and you know we were just like as always. He's on his bed, on his you know got his phone in his hand, and he's you know talking to his girlfriend. And they were just in the process of breaking up, which he had already told me that they were going to, because he didn't want to go back to college with a girlfriend. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so he, I could tell he was a little bummed, and I said, "Are you okay?" And he said, "Yeah, you know we're breaking up." Or and I said, um, "They had just gone hiking that day," and um, I said, "How does that make you feel?" And he said. I'm bummed. And so it wasn't like devastating. It was like, you know, I'm bummed. And I said, okay, well, and then he started to tell me all the things I couldn't, I, I needed to remember to pack for, you know, as we were leaving for his sophomore year, which is funny. He's 19 making the parent, you know, make <laughs> the yeah, list right. that need to do for him. But that was cute. So um, anyway, he was, they stopped texting each other. Now this part, I got the story from the girlfriend. She said that I left the room at about midnight and I, my biggest piece is knowing the last thing I always say, you know, when it's bedtime for kids is I love you. Yeah. And she's sure. So I do have that peace of mind that that was the last thing I said. Um, so meanwhile, I think that weekend or earlier, um, he had purchased from a dealer what he thought was a Percocet. And a Percocet is exactly what would help him if he got anxiety. And so I think he was having more problems than I realized. And he had it. I don't think it, that's the only one he had is they didn't have like a whole stash of them. It was just literally that one. I think it was his excuse because he was in the process of breaking up to kind of take the edge off. You know, I think he bought it for one of those in case of emergency kind of a time sure. frame or purpose that and millions of people take that. So, can't you know, can't be bad. I mean, can't be that bad. It was laced with fentanyl. So that's the real crux of the story that um, is absolutely tragic that fentanyl is being used at an alarming rate to lace drugs. It could be anything. It could be a Xanax, a Percocet, cocaine. It could be anything that you think you're just buying, you know, and it's laced with fentanyl because dealers try to have the drug go farther by cutting it, but they don't want people to know it's a weaker pill so they put fentanyl which is a very very cheap synthetic drug that um, can kill you and it is a crisis now it's killing a lot of our youth especially our youth 
Well, and I'm, I don't know if you saw, but you know, obviously this podcast lots of times does comedy stuff, but the three comics that just died in Los Angeles that were at a party and did cocaine that was laced with fentanyl and didn't know it. Um, and they were from ages of 40, you know, 33, I think, to 42 or something like that. But um, it, it's an epidemic. It's a crisis, you know, you because you don't, without testing the drug, you have no idea. I guess potentially it can give off an odd smell, but to the average person, they have no idea if it's laced. Exactly. No clue. And if you think about the people that are lacing the drugs, they're probably not able to have the right measurements to even really know how much to put or not put. And, and it's just, it's it's absolutely um, tragic. One, I was going to say, that's a whole nother podcast of how I'm sure they're total idiots. But anyway, um, <laughs> the people doing this. So, you know, you go through this with Tyler and... You know, just all the emotions of the whole thing and getting this out there to other people, other parents. It's so, what do you want people to know? Because you did everything right, you know? So what can you tell people? I mean, you, you know, you had conversations, you got Tyler treatment, you were asking him and checking in. What else, I mean, you want parents to know, you want people to know listening to this podcast that maybe even recreationally use. Now we have an epidemic of you don't know what's in your drugs. So now is a good time to, whether you are, you think you have a substance use disorder, you know you do, or you're, you know somebody who might even use recreationally. It, it's very scary. Exactly. What else do you want people to know that are listening to this, whether they're parents, whether they themselves have had a substance use disorder in the past or they think they might? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, I'll just repeat what I what we just said, because I can't you know not say it enough. But, it, you know, if it's not prescribed from a doctor, you cannot put it in your body, period. End of story. Period. You just can't anymore. You cannot trust where anything is coming from if it's not from a doctor because fentanyl causes death in a lot of cases so that's number one and i would use tyler as a scare tactic for others you know i honestly don't you know this was the hardest thing that's ever happened in my life no parent should have to go through it and if you know i have no idea why god took tyler at this time i know there is a reason i just don't know it but i i have to assume that it's so that we have to get out from under this and not let it happen, not let it keep happening because it is keep happening right now. I would say the other thing I would say um, for, for parents is it's not always, it's not black and white that there is an, a problem. Um, sometimes I would say, you know, Tyler, in many cases, I don't think most people knew he had any kind of mental right. health problem nor an addiction problem. And here they were happening at the same time, but I really truly don't believe most people had any idea how deeply troubled that he was um, because he seemed so great on the outside. He seemed, he's hilarious. I mean, again, if I show you these TikToks, yes. <laughs> you won't even believe it. He's just so funny and, and happy and all of those things. But deep down there was something very, very wrong. You know, I used to say to Tyler, um, I used to say, I am the person to come to for anything, any, no matter how bad or how horrible, whatever the problem could be, I am that person. I'm your mom. Call me and I will be there to help you. Now, I can't help you, though, if I don't know the truth, if I don't know what's right. really real and what's not real, I can't help you. So I would always I would always say that. And um, I think in the very end, when he did go to that therapy 
um, group session, he did say some things, I think, kind of to raise his own hand. I think he knew at that point that he needed help. And by saying the things he said, I think knew that the counselors would, you know, come talk to us and that in the end he would get help. So I think he kind of raised his hand in the end. But it's as a parent, it's certainly not a obvious this is how you know that there's a problem with your child. You just don't. And so, you know, making making them feel like they can tell you anything um, without judgment. It can't be judgment. You know, unfortunately, mental health comes with such a stigma. Yes. And awful. And, you, you know, there's so many people that grapple with the same thing, but people just don't realize that they think they're alone. And so people have to feel like they are absolutely not alone. And there's a lot of help out there. Hero breads. Oh, my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Shman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for her, conception for him, and the conception bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her, conception for him, and the conception bundle with the promo code FRASER20. That's F R A S E R, the numbers 20. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. 
Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Uh, that's the thing. And, and you know, actonaddictionnow.org is the website. That That's such a beautiful thing because they offer free programs. I mean, it, it is very expensive to get treatment in some cases. That's why I like working with Act on Addiction because I know that they there's so many free options for people, right, that can't always afford it. But you bring up an interesting thing because, you know, a lot of, we hear that story a lot, right, from people, um, whether it's addiction or, you know, the suicide. It's like, oh, well, they always seemed fine. You know, they were always happy. You know, we don't always know what's going on. Are there any things specific that you think people could look for? Um, and then, and then, you know, obviously you and your family, you know, you talked to Tyler and, and you con- confronted isn't really the, the right word to say, but, you know, you, you helped him get into treatment. So I want to know if you would recommend that, you know, because sometimes families, they don't want to confront it. You know, they don't want to face it, you know, until something major happens. Is there, are there things you can ask or signs that you can look for if you think somebody, they seem great on the outside, but you just have an inkling or maybe something else is going on? Yeah, I, I think it, there are, and there can be subtle, but I, I, I think that um, moodiness is a, is a sign. I think one, if you start to see your child, maybe not in that same kind of you know, place on a, on a consistent basis. They're kind of like one day, all of a sudden things seem like really hyper or all of a sudden things seem very low key. I think you can start to see a change in their mood because then that oftentimes has to do with if they're using something or not, it definitely affects how they're acting. So I think, um, or if they like Tyler didn't have a normal regular source of, of anything. So he was, sometimes, you know, without anything for a long period of time, and that would cause, you know, him to be acting a little bit different. So I do think over time, you can, you, you know, once you kind of hear about it and think about it, you might be able to know. Um, I also think that getting help is the best thing that you can do. I, I, I didn't want you to be honest in the beginning. All I could think of is, oh my gosh, this can't get bad enough that they're going to take him away. Like, like somebody had a power over me to take my son, which wasn't, at all the case but like i had this sense of like protection like i needed to protect him me like i need you know him yeah our own home under our own roof in his own bedroom i mean you know it's it's it is harder than you know anybody could imagine and so people that are fully equipped to deal with not just the addiction but the mental health aspect because it's not going to get better if you don't fix the underlying mental health problem um, and I think, you know, once you realize there are a lot of great people that do this for a living and they can help, then I think I was totally open to it. And once I saw the Tyler getting better and better and, you know, we visited him all the time, even though he was in a different state, um, but he, you know, he was a teenage boy. He was, ha- he was still having fun. He was still, you know, he ended up with a girlfriend while he was in recovery. <laughs> 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 to date while you're in recovery. <laughs> 
Um, so in some ways, you know, yeah, they're just normal kids, no matter where, you know, they are, and they're, they're all getting better together. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Julie, I mean, look, what you're doing is amazing. So I'm going to get emotional, but you know, I just, I feel like you're so brave to tell your story and, you know, um, addiction has touched my family too. And, you know, my brother's been sober for 10 years, but you know, it can happen to any of us. It definitely can. It can happen to anyone and it doesn't matter any, you know, any way you slice it. Everybody is, is, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, able to be affected by this. And especially, you know, it's, it's one thing to have the normal problems of, um, you know, not normal, but the mental health and the addiction aspect, but then you add on top of it, the crime, I mean, literally a crime of adding fentanyl to things that, um, you know, can be part of it. It's just off the charts. Oh, Julie, it, it, it is off the charts. It's off the charts. And I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know what the magic solution is. <laughs> I don't know if you have any answers. I mean, I don't know if it's harsher punishments for for people that sell drugs. If it's, you know, certainly one of the things is just is telling is telling your stories, right? And telling, you know, telling this story about Tyler is so important and so impactful. And you're helping just more people than you even know, probably more people than will ever even tell you, you know, cause they hear this and something clicks for them with their brother or sister or child or something like that. But, um, Julie, you've, you've been amazing, amazing, amazing. What is the next step for you and your family? You know, I know that you're really kind of finding some peace right now with telling Tyler's story. Do you have like an ultimate goal that you want in remembering Tyler? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm definitely changing in my thinking over time. So it's, we just passed the year, as you said, the year anniversary. Um, I call it the, the angel anniversary, um, August 17th of, of 2020. So I, I think we first raised money for, um, you know, instead of flowers, we said, please donate to this fund. And, and we were so blessed and raised um, over $30,000. And so we um, donated that to the uh, Keller, the Innova Keller Center in order to provide scholarships for people that are in the exact same position. You know, the, the mental health piece that sometimes drives um, yeah, definitely. self-medication that then leads to addiction and then can lead to a situation like this. So, um, so we're able to give chill, um, people scholarships um, that, that can get the help that they need through that center. So that's, that's number one. Um, number two, this kind of blew me away to be honest with you. Um, so I also have a daughter who's 24 right now and she aspires to be an author and always has. And so she's going back right now to get her master's degree. And right after this happened, as you can imagine, um, as devastated as, as a sister could possibly be, um, she, I don't know how had the, had the, strength to write Tyler's memoir. So she wrote a book and it's wow. called Worst Thing, a Sister's Journey to Her Brothers Through Her Brother's Addiction and Death. And it's actually on Amazon and Books and Noble and all of those things. Yep. I can't believe that she could write it. To be <laughs> Me neither. Oh my God. Wait, say the title. I think I was talking over you. Say the title again. It's called The Worst Thing, A Sister's Journey Through Her Brother's Addiction and Death. Got it. And it 
is the hardest book I've ever read, but <laughs> but could not put down. It uh, we learn things by her. She inter- so it's it's a combination of its Tyler story. Um, it's all of it. And it's also educational. So she did a lot of research in terms of this crisis happening right now. So it's also educational on what you can do, you know, to learn more and the facts out there about fentanyl in this crisis. And so um, it gets through the interview process she did, whether it was Tyler's friends, Tyler's teachers, Tyler's therapist, you name it. Um, she interviewed a lot, a lot of people, including, um, you know, detectives that are in this space and doing this work. Wow. Uh, we learned a lot. I, I learned a lot about Tyler I didn't know. And so, you know, more of the story for me, thinking I knew about exactly what was happening with Tyler at college, I really didn't, you know, reading the book and the things that his college friends, you know, were helping him through. It was, it was just a different story than I thought was actually happening. So anyway, it's a very, um, it's hard. It's raw. It's, it is the story. It's not sugarcoating anything. It is the story, but it's also educational. And we're hoping that that can help people learn as well. And isn't it, you know, I mean, it's hard. Like I think sometimes to talk to your parents, even though of course, like you had said, and I know my mom was always like that growing up, like you can come to us with anything, you know, but it's such a hard age to do that, you know, because you're just not quite, you don't, get what your parent you don't get that your parents have lived all those experiences too to some degree you know so it's like you want to talk to other people and i think that's what's great about act on addiction right anybody can pick up the phone go to their website can reach out to them there are counselors to your point like you said there's some amazingly highly trained individuals that if you're you don't want to go to your parents or a sibling these people are out there and available and it's just worth that call right it's and it's worth i think too what would you say to this and then i'll let you go. You've, you've been so amazing. Um, but even if people haven't, what if people have an inkling, you know, I, I always think, um, I always kind of tell people, even if you aren't sure, I think it's worth saying something to them or, or giving or, or taking them to a meeting or reaching out to act and just saying, you know, you should speak to this person. What do you think to that? I mean, is that kind of what you guys did? Do you think people should do that? 100% because People, I think when they're in the situation, they think there's no hope that they're alone. And that's the thing you've got to absolutely get past them and, and say, this is not the case. There's so many avenues you can go to. If you're not comfortable with your own parents, your family, your friends, then there is a lot of resource that you can, and, and they'll immediately assess how serious it is. And if it's really serious, you know, there's some important things that have to happen right then. You can't wait. Um, so I absolutely, that's, I think the number one thing you can tell people is you, you have to make your child or whoever it is in your life. It could be anybody that you are suspicious that might have a problem. They've got to start to feel like. I always say to people, I think it's worth pissing them off because, you know, it's, it's, you know, if they they storm out or they're uncomfortable with it, I always feel like at least it starts the conversation that they know that, you know something's up, you know, I just think it's worth, but a lot of people are afraid of that. You know, they're afraid their child is going to be angry or not contact, you know, and I mean, that's, that's difficult, you know, but. Because if if not, you, you become an enabler and that's the worst you to be, to actually have yourself be somebody that's comforting them 
with that it's okay to continue this behavior that's actually going could have really really bad outcomes so you can't be the enabler you have to confront it if you feel like there is something there oh my gosh julie you're so brave i love you i hope i didn't upset i, I cried the entire time i i love you i had you know you are keeping tyler's memory alive for you and your family and you know i mean the amazing part is you're going to touch somebody who will become sober because of his story so I I mean, that's like the the greatest memory that you can give. At the the place one of the, that he was staying, it was in Connecticut. Um, just when we passed the year mark, I said I did a butterfly release. I had it sent to all of the young adults that are struggling that were with Tyler there and his counselors. And I read something that they read um, out, you know, to everyone, kind of doing the same. Like you guys are all you're working so hard. You're here. You're getting help you need. Please don't let Tyler's tragedy be for nothing. Oh. So great. Julie, thank you for speaking on behalf of actonaddictionnow.org. Their website, they have a free course and seminar that's starting September 27th. It goes through the 1st of October, but regardless, year round, they have um, programs, free things, counselors, mindfulness training. So Julie, thank you again. You're amazing. We're just all praying for you, sending you every good vibe. And thank you for sharing his story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.